0: great form by you hitting play on this podcast now check out Same Racer the brand new racing app for Same Race tips. Same Racer download from the App Store and Google Play powered by Bluebet gamble responsibly call
1: 1-800-858-858 okay we've had uh, the great man Wayne Goldsmith on the line from across in Australia at various ports of call but we find him in studio with us here in New Zealand Wayne awesome to meet you in person first and foremost and uh Great to have you in New Zealand. Uh, I was going to say what brings you here, but before we came in, he said, oh, nothing too exciting. So we want to talk about some exciting stuff, and we are right on the eve, and the reason we are at Andy's Burgers and Bar is previewing the Women's World Cup. What a coaching coup it will be if this group of coaches, which is your forte, can turn around this Black Fern side inside 12 months after shellackings at the end of last year up in the Northern Hemisphere – a real coaching coup if they could manage to win this thing.
0: Yeah, it is. A tournament sport, tournament competitions are always tough, you know, Stevie, because you can look a million dollars on the training paddock and you can look amazing if you're coming from the other side of the world. You get on and you're pumped up and you've had all the good buys. And then the reality hits that I've got to play well. I've got to play well consistently. And the term I use is you've got to play into the tournament. And we see a lot of amazing performances early on because they're fresh. They're no, there's no injuries. There's no real stress. They've just arrived. There's excitement. The media is really intense. Everyone's excited. Then you get to the reality, second, third, fourth. Injuries are starting to sneak in. The real art form is how do I get them great at the beginning but then get them to play into it? So that, you know, what I think too is that I don't know – the best football's played in the final because there's a lot of survival at that stage. There's pressure, there's emotion, there's fatigue, there's injuries everywhere. Quite often it's who's the team that is capable of surviving the pressure of a tournament like this?
1: Mm. I remember Dame Nolene, one of our greatest coaches, coach of the Silver Ferns, when they went to the World Champs in the Northern Hemisphere, they went off to training one day and they used two minibuses to get to training right. And she'd organised for one minibus not to go to training. No, none of the players knew so the players turn up and she just starts running the training and they're going where are the other girls and she said we've got to prepare for anything and it took me to a comment that Graham Henry made yesterday in the media and his advice to the Women's World Cup 2022 version was in tournaments things happen that you don't plan for and he said it happened to us in 11 look at Stephen Donald he was white baiting he was the fourth or fifth choice first five things will happen and it's how you react to that change and that happens more often and probably more urgently in a tournament rather than a season-long competition right
0: yeah and that's that's one of the art forms i think in coaching is there was a it's a very old book it's not going to come up in a lot of coaching texts. but a, a guy called victor Frankl wrote a book called man's search for meaning he was a, a psychiatrist And him and his family were imprisoned under the Nazis. And he thought, we're in a situation where we're completely powerless. There's no hope. There's no way forward. And he tells a story that, I know this is not ostensibly related to rugby, but it'll come back, Mm. that he saw a guy who'd lost his family and he was making a little garden in the middle of this concentration camp and just growing weeds or anything he could And he went up to the guy and he said, what are you doing? And he said, this is the only power I've got, my ability to choose how I respond to what's happening. So I can't change them, I can't change the pain, I can't change the reality of what I'm going through, but I can choose on how I'll respond and react to what's happening to me and around me. And I know when we work with elite players anywhere, is we say, you can't change referees and you can't change the environment. The only power you've really got as a human being is to go... I will choose how I respond to this pressure. I'll choose how I respond to the noise of the crowd. If we can teach them that, you end up with a philosophy that we call no surprises. So as Sir Graham said, the bus is late, you go, "Eh, no surprises. I choose to sit down and listen to music while I'm waiting for it. Um, Best players injured, okay? I choose to lift my game, to inspire the rest of the team, to train harder, to rest more. That's the most amazing power that any human being can have, that ability to say, I choose on how I'm going to respond to this.
1: We talk to a lot of young and emerging athletes here, and I'm always heartened when you hear like a, a 20-year-old comes into a senior team and a couple of the the grisly 32-year-old veterans get around them and um I talked to one this morning, actually Cam Roygaard, a uh, little halfback from counties, had an amazing season and he talked about when he went into Hurricanes camp and Dane Coles, arty Savia, these guys, they just—he just he just said, they made me feel so welcome and made me feel like I was supposed to be there, I wasn't a fill-in and the confidence he got from those... They're really important roles, aren't they, for, for leadership of guys on the field. I'm not talking coaches, but the actual guys you're out rolling your sleeves up with.
0: Yeah, they are. And, and you know these days you can have a really talented player straight out of the academy system or straight out of even school rugby be emerging at 18. At the other end, you've got 32, 33. They're talking about media careers. They're talking about buying their second house from the money they've made from the game or going to Japan and spending so maybe what the school the kids are going to go to they're at other ends of the spectrum as human beings but the phrase we use with the groups is the things that unite you are far more important than things that divide you so you might be an 18 year old you're going to use your first contract money to buy a great car this guy's up here looking to buy an investment property in Spain (laughs) but what brings us together well we love rugby we want to win for each other we want to be the best that we can be. I want to improve my skills. The things that unite them are far greater than the fact that they're an investor and they're a car buyer. And we keep coming back to that all the time. Find things that where you've got connection and empathy and understanding for each other. That's such an important concept, I think in sport, you know, a term I keep hearing now, Staffy too, is players having gratitude and appreciation for being in the environment. And, Doing simple things like thank you and showing appreciation and kindness to each other. Because quite often if you say, we're going to a big competition, you think, well, that's about uh, hard work, commitment, dedication, ruthlessness, things like kindness, love, empathy, compassion, understanding. Those things are just as important in a team environment. And I think the older guys get that. They know what it was like to be that, that player.
1: Talking to Wayne Goldsmith, he's a coach of the coaches, mentor of the coaches, worked with para athletes, elite athletes, club athletes, the whole lot. Something I've never asked you about, Wayne, and I want to ask you about it now. We, we always talk about aspiring athletes. What about aspiring coaches? You know, we, we have guys, um, a lot of our top rugby referees were rugby players, but they were attracted to refereeing and. God bless them because we got no games without referees. Right. What what about an eighteen or nineteen year old that's a communicator, a facilitator, an enabler, um, and wants to do a coaching path? What's give us some things he can read, some things he or she can do to become a coach?
0: The first thing, and it was funny at dinner last night, I'm talking to an old friend of mine, a, a, a young girl. Well, she's not so young now, but a girl I coached back in the nineteen nineties and. We're sitting at dinner last night talking about coaching kids and what I said to him is what I say to all young aspiring coaches is, why do you want to coach? What is your why? That's the most important thing you can do because if you if you go, why am I doing it? Well, it's because I'm the only one who will. Nobody else wants to do this. Well, that's that's understanding why. Why do I want to do this? Because I love football or I love cricket or whatever it might be. That's a good one. But we asked people to dig into that a little bit more. One of the stories I like to tell is Mike Chu, when he was working for, that's CHU Mike Chu, when Mike Chu was working in coach development for NZ Rugby, he got me to come in to Auckland, I think, and we were doing some work with some aspiring coaches. And we went through this exercise. And look, I'll never forget it, that the guy was from down near Toronga and really had been an experienced player, not an All Black, but an experienced player. And he was trying to discover his way in coaching. And we sat next to each other and I said, why do you coach? And he said, because I love footy. I said, well, everybody loves a game. It's a great game. That's not an answer. And I said, why do you love footy? And he said, well, you know, you make friends, you make mates for life and and it's full of good experience. I said, well, you get that from a lot of things, but why do you want to coach rugby? And then he said, he said, I grew up in a tough place. Um, my dad left home very young, when I was very young. Mum raised us, beautiful. My Mum was an angel and, and really did everything she could to give us the life that that we were we were needing. But I went off the rails a little bit. Got in a lot of trouble, I was about 14, and life looked like it was going to be terrible. I went down to the local rugby club and I met a, a coach and he looked at me and said, son, do you play the game? He said, not really. He said, you probably could. And he said... He gave me structure. He gave me kindness, respect, skill, fitness, direction. He gave me really a different way of looking at life. And he maybe saved my life because of the way that I was going. And by this time, the coach that we were working with, he was almost in tears. And he said, I realise the reason why I want to coach is I want to be that man to other young men. And that changed the way he looked at coaching because then... When he's thinking about training and coaching and the way that he's going to work with players coming through, he goes, I know why I'm doing this. My primary motivation and focus is to be the man that they need right now in their lives. I thought, "What what an amazing thing to understand is why you do it. So if you're a young coach, spend some time with people who care about you and who you care about and ask them, why do you think I'm coaching? What is it that you know about me? Why do you think I'm coaching? And and challenge yourself, because if you understand why, anything's possible. Mm. And most coaches don't go through that process. Apart from that, Staffy, we know the three ways that coaches learn best. They learn by coaching. They learn by spending time with or observing other coaches. And they learn by solving problems in context. So being on a field, being challenged and having to think it through. That's where we know they learn. They don't learn quite so much by books by courses and conferences, which is a lot of the ways we have done it, but they learn by coaching, they learn by working with, observing, spending time with other coaches, and they learn by solving problems. That's that's their three most powerful learning tools.
1: Mm, brilliant stuff, Wayne. We've run out of time, probably gone a little bit over time. Sorry, Sammy Hewitt, producer, for doing that. But awesome to meet you. Uh, good to see you in New Zealand. We will stay in touch. Always wise words. I always learn a lot, and I know the listeners – Do as well. Uh, Wayne Gossels, thanks for dropping in, and safe travels back home.
0: Will do. Thanks, Davy.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.